Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and today I'm going to be talking to Catherine Larson, who completely transformed her skin from the inside out. But before we begin our chat, I'd like to invite you over to my website, AfterSugarClub.com, where you can find tons of free resources about how to get more energy with less sugar, how to get help with your cravings, what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars or sweeteners, and how to take care of your gut health. You can also find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Life After Sugar and an Instagram account at My Life After Sugar. And I'm also on Clubhouse. Look for my name, Netta Gorman. So here's my chat with Catherine Larson. Okay, so Catherine, tell me a little bit about what your life was like before, like when you were still eating sugar. Mm. So before I took sugar out, I was definitely stressed. Um, I had fibromyalgia, so I had a lot of pain in my body. I had a lot of acne, uh, cystic acne, which was really problematic for me in a lot of ways. It impacted my career and impacted my social life. And I would say that my mood was definitely uh, up, down, and then up and down and up and down. Uh, very, had a lot of, um, I guess, mood swings, but, but just really easily triggered by things. You know, like little things shouldn't bother me, but I would see that I'd have a much more severe reaction uh, than I needed to. And I also felt like around, I don't know, two, three o'clock, something in the afternoon, my energy would just, it wasn't like a dip. It was like a drop like, to the bottom. <laughs> and I felt like I need to lay down. I need to take a nap, which I really couldn't do because at that time I was working in a very stressful, um, high stakes corporate career. And I couldn't just, you know, take a nap. And a lot of times I was on the road traveling, doing all kinds of things. So it was definitely, um, definitely challenging. And I had cravings too, as well. I definitely noticed myself craving certain foods, whether they were sugary foods or very high starchy foods, but just things to give me energy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I have the exact same situation. Mm. <laughs> I don't think there's just two of us on this planet with that same, <laughs> same experience. Probably not. <laughs> so tell me, like, like, how old were you when you kind of realized that you had this type of up and down situation and that it was probably linked to sugar? Mm -hmm. I was, a, I think it was about 25 at that time. Wow. Well, you have way faster than I ever was to catch on. Yeah, I really wanted my life to be different. I knew that. Yeah. So what did you do? 
So what I ended up doing was um, what people refer to as an elimination diet. Um, people will talk about it's really popular right now, or it was, you know, years and years ago. When I, not that many years ago, but years ago when I was 25. <laughs> I don't want to date myself too much. So, uh, you know, paleo started to become really popular then. Um, Whole30 was a thing. Uh, there was all this kind of awareness around eating whole foods, non-processed foods, which obviously sugar is a very highly processed food. And so what I ended up doing, because I just wasn't feeling well, and I know at like nine o'clock at night, I would just crash and fall asleep on the couch, whatever. It didn't matter what I was doing. If I was working, watching TV, I was gone. And so what I did at the time, and my boyfriend at the time said, Hey, let's do this, you know, whole 30 thing. And I said, okay, great. I love a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so, and we were doing a lot of CrossFit at the time. That was really big, you know, also with the, in that, uh, that year. And I noticed I, and before that I was eating, the way I was eating was um, vegetarian, some, and some eggs and some um, fish, but most, but vegetarian. And I noticed he and I would eat the same thing. And after a meal, I'd have really bad stomach ache and he wouldn't. And I thought, this is kind of weird. And he wasn't vegetarian, but if we could, we'd eat the same meal or something like that, he'd be fine. And I wouldn't. And I guess I had just gotten used to the fact that thought that after you eat in the evening, you just have really bad stomach pain because it, you know, had just gotten progressively worse over years. So we, we jumped into this whole 30 and it was great because we had um, other people, you know, at our gym had already done something like this. And for basically what the whole 30 is, is for 30 days, you take out all processed foods. So you're eating um, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, uh, and, and wild or organic grass fed, um, uh, meat, things like that. And so I did the whole 30 and took everything out for 30 days. And I was shocked at how amazing I felt at the end. And obviously there's no sugar in the whole 30. You can do some natural sweeteners and things like that. Um, I was just really, really shocked. My pain got better. My acne got better. My mood definitely stabilized. I had so much energy and I didn't fall asleep at night at 9 p.m. And I didn't have the stomach aches. And that to me was like so life altering because that's huge. So uncomfortable, you know. And so um, I figured out and then what's great about that. And you can also call it an elimination diet. There's books out there you can read on how to do an elimination diet is when you take out everything that could be the problem and you just eat, you know, whole unprocessed foods, you really, it's like a, I like this analogy. It's like you have a room, right? And if you clean your room and it's pristine and beautiful, and then you take a piece of paper and you crumple it up and you throw it on the floor, immediately your eye goes to that piece of paper. And there's, you know, oh, that paper, it's on the floor. We got to get rid of it. Well, if your room is already a mess and you got all kinds of junk in there and, and you'd throw that piece of paper on the floor, you don't notice it at all. So that's what's so powerful when you take these foods out for, I'd say minimum 21 days, um, 30 days is great. You can actually really see how do foods affect you. And I saw right away how gluten affected me. I saw how sugar affected me. I saw how dairy affected me. And it was really extreme. And that was a turning point for me where I went, okay, it's not enough for me to be a vegetarian and eat processed, you know, um, veggie burgers because it has soy and wheat and sugar and canola, all these uh, canola oil, all these things that aren't good for you. 
in them, I need to actually just eat whole foods. And I started eating meat again. And which I don't think was the key to my healing, but it was interesting to know that, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really eat these processed foods anymore without feeling a ton of uh, discomfort, pain, headaches, all of this stuff. So that was a huge shift for me. And then I've been, I've been a lot of different, I'd say I've tried most diets and most things, but sugar has never, ever really come back for me. And, and would you say that how you eat now is a diet or is this just how you live? Well, so it's a tricky question because I think that we have really put a lot of, um, what, what's the word? We've put a lot of stuff on the word diet. You know, diet used to just mean how a species ate, you know, koala bears, their diet was eucalyptus leaves, right? I think, I don't know, I, I think you remember that from I my third grade so. or something. But <laughs> <laughs> a few things I remember. And um, I liked that, I liked that class, that teacher. So, you know, it's just the way you eat. So the way I eat, um, wait, sorry, what was your question again? What, what's my diet or? Well, whether you see it as a diet, how you eat, or whether you see it ah. as how you live, Right, right, right. So I see it as this is how it is technically my, you know, way, it's my way of eating, right? It's become, um, I just, diets don't work. You know, I'm a holistic nutrition health coach and I've been a huge health advocate since the age of 15, you know, before I even knew I just said, oh, yeah, I, I want to feel good. Um, they just, and I grew up watching my mom go up and down, yo-yo dieting, always trying to lose weight, always with the different weird diet foods and it just never works, you know, and, and I don't want to say never, but it's just very, it doesn't work um, for most people. Mm -hmm. You take, if you're trying to lose weight, you take the weight off and you restrict things and then your body can't sustain that. So then you put it all back on and it's even more frustrating. So it's, it's the way that I live, you know, it's, it's the way that I eat is, um, is this way. It's not restrictive. I don't go hungry. I don't eat food that I don't like. That's another really important thing. And as I, when I work with people, I always say, Hey, we need to have foods that you like to eat because you're not going to stick to anything that you don't like. If you don't like kale, we're not putting kale, in, you know, on your plan. Okay. I don't actually like kale. Yeah. Either. I'm not a fan of kale and uh, you can't make me like it. No, the massage, if you like massage it and you know, that's like, okay for me, but it's got to have a whole lot of other flavor to it. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. So, and some people really love kale. So eat your kale if you love it, you know, yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's much more, I'm always, um, I'm always focused on foods that I love and how to add in more foods that are going to move my health forward and look at it from that perspective versus I can't eat this cause it's a bad food. I can't eat that cause it's a bad food. There's no bad foods. There's just what we assign to foods. Right. Yes. How they make us feel. Exactly. It's, and so I look at it like this, you know, I, and I still live my life. I still enjoy, you know, on my birthday, I'll have like gluten-free vegan cupcakes or whatever, you know, it's something that is, you know, uh, or I'll make my own a lot. What I'll do a lot is I'll make my own treats if it's a special occasion. And what I found is it actually ends up tasting much better to me. And I don't get that. Um, I don't get that addictive kind of quality that you get when you eat processed sugar. It makes you want to eat more and more. It, it does something to your brain. 
And I think people don't realize that. And then they eat all this food or they have a cookie and they want to keep eating the cookie. Well, it's because that food is designed to want you to, to that, so that you keep eating more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the, the processed food industry has engineered those food products to make them crave worthy. Right. I mean, they spend millions on it. We have no chance at finding yeah. that. You can't find you fight your brain chemistry very no. well. They, they know way more about our brain chemistry than we do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I always focus on delicious, healthy, whole foods and how to add more in and just keep focusing on adding more vegetables, adding more fruits, adding more um, things that are really going to move the needle forward for me and yeah. being okay that it's not going to be perfect. There's no such thing. No, no one's asking you to be perfect. Yeah, no. <laughs> So more specifically, you had issues with your skin. You were saying that you had acne. So how did cutting sugar help with your skin issues? Well, so I had really cystic acne around that time when I started the Whole30, and it had literally just came on overnight. It was very frustrating, very almost scary because it was like, what happened? I, I've never had acne as a teenager, always had really clear skin, and overnight I woke up and it was like, my face was covered. And, um, and so I just really had to learn a lot about skin. I knew a lot about food and, you know, I'm trained and have that background, but figure out what was going on really underneath it. I tried a ton of different things. I tried everything that was out there, spent so much money trying to get rid of my acne. And it, and I tried painful treatments and all of this stuff. And I figured out that, you know, it's not that the sugar is a problem, but the thing that people don't know with acne is that sugar comes in many forms. So it comes in the form of corn syrup and it comes in the form of um, cane sugar and it comes in the form of uh, evaporated cane juice is another one that you see that people don't know. There's many, many, many names. And you don't often eat sugar by itself. You're not eating a tablespoon of white sugar. You're eating ice cream, right? Or you're having, you're having cupcakes or you're eating pie or whatever. Uh, a donut. Well, the donut has gluten in it and the, and probably eggs. The ice cream obviously has dairy and milk in it and the corn, anything with corn syrup, soda, um, or pop as we call it. I grew up in Minnesota. So it was pop <laughs> moved to the South. What's soda. <laughs> so, they have all of this stuff is a form of sugar and it has all these other foods in it that exacerbate acne. And what I have noticed is that corn is, is definitely one dairy is one gluten is one. And, um, when I figured that out, it was huge for me because I realized that I just, those foods are going to make me break out pretty much every time. If I have something with corn syrup in it, which is rare, I'm going to get a small breakout. It's just going to happen. And so, um, so they're just not part of my life or, or I go in eyes wide open and know, Hey, if you do this, this is going to be the consequence. Um, and what's beautiful about that is that I don't feel, you know, when act, when you have acne, it's like this puzzle, you're trying to figure it out, put all the pieces in my pillowcase, is it my cell phone? People say it's chocolate and coffee and all these is a hormonal acne. Is it, you know, a million different things. Is it different because it's on my job versus my forehead? It's such a stressful event um, for people that um, you, you know, it, it took a lot of that guesswork out for me and it took a lot of the stress out. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And did you get any help figuring this out from the medical establishment? Ah, mm, uh, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a surprise. But did you not consult, a, I don't know, a, a, a medical expert? A, well, so a dermatologist. Dermatologist. Um, so I went to some estheticians and um, the reason I didn't go to a dermatologist was because I really want, I knew intuitively that something was going on inside. That's what I felt like, you know, um, when I had spring allergies, the acne was worse, you know, certain after stressful events, it was worse after if I went out with friends and had some wine or some ice cream or dessert, it was worse. Um, and so, like I said, you know, I've been into health, like really passionate about health since I was 15, when I was first diagnosed with IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. And I just, I just went, this is, I don't know about this, you know, just something in me that didn't sit right. And they were putting me on um, pills and acid reducers and all this stuff. And I just went, I'm 16 and I don't, when I work out and I don't eat, I eat salads, you know, I don't think I should be, um, on a pill for the rest of my life, just something in me didn't, didn't really match up. And so I decided I wasn't going to take that and I was going to try to figure it out on my own. Um, and, and I had kept trying different things for, for, um, stomach pain that I was experiencing then. And I had a really bad um, issue with muscle spasm. I think that's kind of when the fibromyalgia started. I had this huge muscle spasm in my, uh, on my left side and I had to leave school and all this stuff, you know, it was very intense. I was um, crying in the shower for my mom to like, come help me. Cause it just happened as I was washing my hair. It was very bizarre. And I, I couldn't go to school and I was on muscle relaxers and it never really got better. And so when I went to the, you know, went to the doctor, they gave me pills and they said, do this physical therapy. It just never helped. Same thing when I had allergies, I went there and it never helped. So I just thought, I don't think they're going to be able to do something and I don't want to take a pill um, for my skin. So let me try to figure it out and research it. And I was already very, you know, already very health conscious. So I thought there's gotta be a way, let me just find the way. So my way was, um, a ton of research and trial and tons of trial and error. I mean, you could have told me to put dirt on my face and I would have tried it. So when you see people say I tried everything, I'm like, yep, I tried everything other than taking, um, pills and things like that for it. So yeah. Wow. And how long did it take for all the trial and error for you to, to make that connection with, with, I guess, diet was a big part mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And I knew it was diet cause I was seeing the results, but I didn't figure out why, like what was the real root of it? Because I was eating, like I said, at that time, a pretty healthy, like paleo, you know, style diet and it moved the needle a lot, but not like the last 20, 30% or so. Um, and so it took me over five years, I'd say probably like seven years and, and it was moving, you know, it wasn't like I was stuck the whole time, but it took a long time to, to figure it out. Um, and a lot of money, I spent a lot of money on my health and my body and trying every supplement and herb and, you know, anything known to man. Yeah. And in the end, it's, it, I guess it's kind of what you would be taking out of your diet rather than what you would be putting into your body. Absolutely. I mean, for, for healing acne, both, both, you know, an offensive and a defensive method, both will move you a lot. Um, but you have to know what specific foods and it's very confusing because people will say oh, it's chocolate. Well, it's not 
chocolate because chocolate doesn't come by itself. Chocolate comes with dairy and sugar and, you know, has caffeine in it. And it could, so it could be a lot of different things. And for me, it, it, spoiler alert, it was not chocolate and it was not coffee, <laughs> which I really, really didn't want to give up, but um, figuring that out. And then also adding in foods that do um, help your skin, support your skin and help your body overall, because your liver's in play, your um, digestion is in play, which is very much connected to your liver. So there's just a lot of different things going on. And I would imagine because we're all different, you know, we share some similarities, obviously, as human beings, but, you know, over and above that, we're all different. So what worked for you is not exactly what would work for other people. Right. It depends on, it does depend on, um, it's just, you know, we're, our bodies are very complex systems. We have different we have different uh, health backgrounds, you know, we have different health histories, as I like to say. And so it really does depend on the person. Yeah, yeah. And now, so now, how do you treat your skin as much as your body? Um, well, I'm, I would say I'm really good to my skin. <laughs> I like to do a lot of things that like support it. And I appreciate it. That's for sure. Um, I don't freak out if I have a breakout. I go, oh, hey, thank you, body, for telling me that you didn't like what I just did, you know? And I have little methods and ways to quickly, um, you know, get rid of the breakout. And and when I say breakout, I'm talking about like a few pimples, you know, it's never like, it's never like it was before where it was just like my cheeks were, my whole jawline was just covered. It was really, really crazy. Um, so I want actually, so I actually wash my face with honey. Yeah. And it sounds crazy. Yeah, and, uh, sounds great. I really, I really think this is going to catch on. Okay. So we're, what year is this? 2021. I started doing this about, oh, was it five years ago or so? One of the things that I read and I tried oil cleansing and I tried, you know, not washing my face and I tried the caveman method. There's all these weird, there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, somebody, somebody is probably out there saying, put dirt on your face, you know? Um, and here's why it will work. So I read this article and I thought, well, I'm just going to try this. It made sense to me. I know honey's full of vitamins and minerals. It's antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. Um, and so I basically just, you know, uh, started washing my face with honey. I stopped using cleansers and things that foam because it actually breaks down the protective barrier on your skin. Your skin is designed, your whole body is designed to heal yourself and protect yourself and all this stuff. So I tried doing that and I think I noticed a difference maybe overnight. It was one of those oh, like aha moments. And I went, oh my gosh, and I don't have to use a toner and I don't technically have to use a moisturizer after, although I often do because my skin is more on the dry side, um, which is side note, also interesting because people think if you have acne, your skin's overproducing oil. It's, it's not what's going on. My skin was always very dry. Um, so anyway, and so, um, so that's what I do. It's got to be raw honey. It's um, organic is the best, but raw because if you if it's not raw, it's been it's been heated, which means it can damage the properties that actually help your skin heal. Um, so all I do is, you know, if it's in the morning, I'll tie my hair back. You definitely want to get all your hair back, the little strands, everything. Yeah. And then I just I splash my face with warm water, and I pour about a maybe like a quarter size, you know, a nickel to a quarter size of honey in my palm. And I just kind of rub my hands together and I spread it over my face. And then I brush my teeth or do other stuff to get ready. And I leave it on just for a couple minutes. Um, 
And then when I'm done, I just splash it off and it rinses right off. And if you want moisturizer after you can do that, you can do, you know, whatever you like, a lotion for your face or like a, a jojoba oil, which is what I use, which I really love. Um, or if I do it in the shower, which is most often how I do this, same thing. I just pull my hair back. I'm not washing my hair that day. And I put it in a cap and I rinse my face with warm water. I put on the honey and then I just get, keep my face out of the shower, right? And do everything else. And when, right before I'm done, I just rinse off my face and I'm done. And that's like my main skincare regimen is that. That's Wow, it. that's amazing. And so do I understand that you put sugar, uh, not sugar, but honey on your face, but not in your mouth? Well, I do uh, not for the, when I'm washing my face with it. I, I just, <laughs> you don't just lick it off. <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, this tastes good, right? It gets on your lips or whatever. Um, but I do use natural sweeteners. Um, I do use honey. I use maple syrup, um, rarely molasses or something like that, coconut sugar. I have no problem with any of those. I don't get cravings. I don't have breakouts um, because they're not the same. It's not the same as processed sugar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, again, we're all different. So, yeah, mm -hmm. what, what triggers one won't trigger another. So I'm going to um, try what you were saying with the honey. That's great. Gonna ask, yeah, I'm going to ask my 13-year-old daughter to try it as well because <laughs> she's just at that age where she's starting to get pimples, oh. you know, and then she's like, Mom, can you buy me this and can you buy me that, that product? Oh. And I'm thinking... Uh, why don't I just like offer her some honey? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Raw honey, unpasteurized raw. raw honey. It doesn't need to be the grainy, like grainy. It's just like smooth honey. You can, it, it just depends on the honey that you buy. So if it's, if it's the thicker stuff, you spoon it out and you kind of rub it in your palms just to get it to something that's spreadable for your face. But the one that I've been using, usually it's not grainy. It will crystallize after a while, especially if you keep it in your, uh, bathroom or your shower but all you have to do when that happens is run it under warm water it will melt again and, and it'll be okay very cool very cool you send me some pictures of you and your daughter with the with your honey masks and your hair up especially your hair because you got all the beautiful curls so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't want to get it in my hair oh my god that's a nightmare <laughs> yeah, yeah well I mean and I can see you right now I mean your skin is beautiful and glowing and you couldn't imagine that you've ever had a skin issue. So how long have you had beautiful skin like this? Uh, well, there's the pre-acne stage and the post-acne stage. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, I think it, it's been about, um, let's see if I have to do the math in my head. It's been about five years or so that my skin's been really consistently um, clear with no major issues. And I think that the, the um, glow and that stuff that you're referring to is because I do take really good care of my skin. I don't do a lot of damaging things to it. You know, I get sleep, I drink water. Um, and I'm just, uh, very aware that, you know, your skin can kind of tell you what's beautiful about your skin is it tells you how your body's doing inside. Yeah. And so instead of fighting it or making the acne wrong, which is really easy to do, you know, or being angry, like a big key for me is when I started to love my skin and I just looked in the mirror and I would find, you know, one spot that didn't have acne and say, thank you skin, or thank you for keeping me protected. Cause you're telling me something's going on here. And, um, yeah. And I have some other really great little 
skincare, you know, tips and tricks. I got a lot of my sleeve over the, from over the years. Love this, love this. And you've got a website, right, about this very subject. Can you tell us? Yes. So my website is, um, it's katherinejlarsen.com. I'm going to spell it. It's K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-J-L-A-R-S-E-N.com. And that's where you can find me. Um, that's my um, health coach website. And you can get in contact with me there. Also, um, I published a book on Amazon in 2015, and it's called You Can't Hide Your Face, A Natural Guide to Healing Acne and Loving Your Skin. And you can find that on Amazon. You'll see a picture of my face holding up some bright yellow flowers, and um, you'll learn a ton more there about skin and some of the other things, a lot of the other things that I do to really support my skin and um, very, very focused on that. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you look beautiful. Thank you. Uh, it's like not not just physically beautiful, but you can tell you've got this life force energy that uh, comes from you. It's it's great. <laughs> Thank you. I do love life. I, <laughs> my friends joking. I, they say, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I'm a life enthusiast." <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much for talking with us. Absolutely. Bye. Bye now. It's so inspiring to hear Catherine talking about how she took her own health into her own hands, how she educated herself until she was able to find the real cause of her acne. We can't say for certain that sugar actually caused her acne, but it definitely didn't help. And if you want more tips for reducing sugar and eating more whole, real foods that don't contain added sugars, then head on over to my website, aftersugarclub.com. You'll find some free videos to watch there, as well as my story about how I began my life after sugar and why. You'll also find some information there about the Life After Sugar program. And don't forget to find me on Facebook, on my Life After Sugar Facebook page, on Instagram, at mylifeaftersugar, on Clubhouse with my name, Netta Gorman. And if you want to receive regular tips from me about how you can reduce sugar and live your life after sugar happily long-term, then sign up on my website for my simple guide to getting more energy with less sugar. You'll find it at aftersugarclub.com. And if you enjoyed this episode and you find this podcast helpful for you, then scroll down and please leave me a review. Let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar and if there are any other subjects related to sugar that you'd like me to talk about. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.